This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. This is Unsportsmanlike with Evan Candy and Michelle coming to you live from the Seaport District at Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. You heard the highlight, Jacksonville Jaguars radio network. Trevor Lawrence hurt last night for the Jaguars. Monday Night Football and their loss to the Cincinnati Bengals, 34-31 in overtime. Jake Browning leads the way for Cincinnati, their backup quarterback, because Joe Burrow is out. Trevor Lawrence is now potentially going to be out for some period of time, Mm -hmm. maybe, possibly. Mm -hmm. Aaron Rodgers is done, maybe, for the season. Aaron Rodgers, who will be in studio with Pat McAfee here at the Seaport. Oh, he's coming in physically? He's coming. He's physically coming in to the Seaport. How awesome. To the Pat McAfee show. Love love to see us, I'm sure. (laughs) Probably not. (laughs) Probably not. It's all good, though. Yeah. It's all good, though. Um, Kirk Cousins done for the season? Done. Deshaun Watson done for the season. Mm-hmm. What's going on now in the NFL in terms of the amount of quarterbacks that are done for the year or injured that could be out for a significant period of time is truly overwhelming. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there is an explanation for it, but if we can attempt an explanation, is there one? Or is it just coincidence and bad luck? Well, the only thing I can point to is just the attrition that comes along with the expanded regular season. This is like the third or fourth year that we've had a 17-game regular season as opposed to a 16-game regular season. We've had expanded playoffs too, so it's not just 12 teams in the postseason, but it's 14. So you have more teams playing deeper into the calendar year, and I just think that that probably takes a toll, and that potentially could be responsible for any increased rate of injury that we're seeing, especially when it comes to the quarterback position. Now, I don't know that to be fact. I'm just saying if we would point to the different things that could be a part of the equation that could lead to so many quarterbacks and so many injuries overall, I think that would have to be the one thing that a lot of people would look at and point to. And if we're operating under that premise, there really is no solution to avoid that no. other than removing games from the schedule to keep these No, nobody protected. wants less football. And nobody wants less football, but we also don't want more football with backup quarterbacks or third-string quarterbacks. So the NFL's kind of in a tough position. If this really is a trend that is lending itself to there being more games on the schedule, it's kind of a lesser of two evils. What would you rather have? And if I'm a, if I'm a player... I don't want to go out there with my backup quarterback or my third string quarterback. You don't Just, like the story of Tommy Cutlets? You know, I love me now, some Tommy DeVito. Tommy Cutlets. Tommy DeVito. That's who you should be sitting with tonight, courtside at the at Madison Square let, Garden let for the Illinois. Let me adjust my pinky game. ring. Me and, to, me and Tommy saying, D. You two are the Tommy most D. famous Illinois alums right now. You guys should be there at the Garden tonight. Jimmy V. Classic, Illinois, FAU, the two most famous alums, Tommy D. And you. Sharing a meatball sub. Yeah. Talking gold chains. I love that idea. Yeah, let's go. Because we're not talking about your New York Giants football team, that's for sure. Uh, So is there... That was not necessary. That was was mean-spirited. You know what? That was mean-spirited. You're right. And coming up positive programming... Who's your football team again? Oh. She did did that to herself. Yeah, but now... I did. And that was warranted. That was warranted. See, part of my job is conveying, like, breaking news that happens in different reports. But now I'm nervous to do that because I I don't want to have to spend a dollar. So can you guys read what Schefter just tweeted? Because I don't want to do that. Let me hit refresh. <laughs> because I don't want to owe a dollar before we get back to the quarterback conversation. So go ahead. I don't uh, understand. It just you'll understand. It. As soon- no, Hold because, because then refresh. you're going to – because we're talking about injuries and we're talking about football teams and 
Okay, so Tesh Show, is yeah. this what the one you're talking about? Yeah. According to our Adam Schefter, who tweeted just seconds ago, Tesh showed that Patriots running back Ramondre Stevenson suffered a high ankle sprain, and he is now expected to miss, in the words of a source, quote, a few weeks. That's going to help my team and not your team in terms of losing games. Yeah, it is. Yeah, uh, it is. So is there a solution to the QB problem? I'm throwing a couple of, out, a couple of things out there for you. Is there an idea of a separate salary cap for the quarterback position? Is there an idea of separating the quarterback position from the rest of the positions in the sport where maybe you use it as a different part of the roster that you could have 53 plus three? Is there anything we could do to basically put in black and white the acknowledgement of what we already know? There's rules and regulations and, and awards for quarterbacks and then everyone else, and that maybe we, we spend more money to protect the quarter. I'm just throwing anything out there. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Spend more money to protect the quarterback? They've already put in pretty much every measure that you can to protect the quarterback. So then it's just to, bad luck. I mean, I mean, tackling these guys is the equivalent of just ripping the flags off. Like it does at this, there is a quarterback strike zone. Like you can't hit a quarterback at or below his <laughs> knees or at or above his neck. You just can't. Think about how small of an area that is for a defender to try to tackle a quarterback in the pocket. It's just uh, we've so already it's a lost done, cause. we've already done enough to protect quarterbacks, and what you're saying in terms of roster construction and maybe not forcing quarterbacks to account for one of the 53 spots, there aren't enough quality quarterbacks exactly. to go around in the National Football League. So you can add extra roster spots. It's not going to make a difference in terms of the quality of quarterback play. You're probably only talking about you know. 16 to 18 quality quarterbacks in the league, and the rest of the guys are just something to do until you got something better to do. That's the state of the NFL. That is the state of the position. It just goes to show you, if you got a guy that's going to be there, that's a a top half of the league quarterback that is consistent and plays every single game, you got gold in the National Football League. Now, up until last night, Trevor Lawrence was that dude. He hadn't missed a game. Hadn't missed a game. So it's, it's, it's tough but, uh, I mean, it just shows you the value of the quarterback position. That's why those guys get paid what they get paid. Yeah, you can put as many guys on the roster at the quarterback position as you want. That doesn't mean that they're going to be effective. <laughs> okay, so then I have a counter to that. Okay. Then. Or an idea, not a counter, an idea. Is there a more formal minor league system that's needed with the NFL? Like we have with the G League or we have single A, double A, triple A in baseball where it's developmental in a way that the team is saying, this is our system. This is what we want you to run during the offseason. These are our coaches that we've hired to help you to get you better acclimated to play in the NFL. I'm trying to figure out a, a solution to a problem that it's not like it's hurting the ratings or the consumption of the NFL. But what it is hurting is the actual aesthetic of watching the sport on Sundays where we're like, God, this is the quarterback play. Well, the NFL already had that. It was NFL Europe, and it didn't change the level of quarterback play materially in the league. It didn't. Well, then something's off with this. It's either, and then it's just bad luck, I guess. It's just hard to play quarterback in the NFL. It's just really, really hard. But that's not new information. We've always known that it's really hard to play quarterback in the NFL. But we've never had it like this, I don't think. And the amount of injuries, four of the seven AFC playoff teams likely are going to start their backups this weekend at the quarterback. But there is quite literally nothing you can do to protect the quarterbacks more in the NFL. Like, I mean, short of putting flags on them, there's nothing else you can do. Well, and that, that's the point of where I'm going. It's like I, I pitched a separate salary cap. No, it doesn't work. I expanded rosters with the 53 and then three. No, it doesn't work. Minor leagues, doesn't work. So what we're looking at in terms of the conversation is why is there so much bad QB play? 
it's because of the injuries and because you can't find them and you can't develop them anywhere under the system. Well, that if it, it is. continues to be a trend, if this year is not an accident, if this becomes a pattern, then all of a sudden you're talking about teams investing more in the backup quarterback position. And we've seen that progressively as the rules uh, create more of an emphasis on the passing game. We've seen teams put stock in actually developing backup quarterbacks that they can rely on. So like, go, go there for a second. Let's say a good quarterback costs 40 now, 30. No, a good quarterback, $50 yeah. million. Dollars. 50. Yeah. How much are you willing to invest in your backup? I, I mean, I, I think teams are showing that they're willing to invest more. I mean, the Dallas Cowboys traded a fourth-round pick for Trey Lance. I mean, we, we've seen that. I mean, you're seeing teams now put an emphasis on making sure we have a quality backup. Tyrod Taylor with the New York Giants. That was a priority for Brian Dayball and Joe Shane. They went out and got that. Now, it just so happens that the backup ended up getting hurt and they had to turn to Tommy DeVito. But you understand what I mean. Teams are doing that. The Tua, Tua down in Miami. The Jets I and mean, the Dolphins went out and got Mike White from the Jets. Like, it, it, it's happening, and I think you'll start to see more and more teams place that emphasis because more and more backups are being thrust into duty. So we may see double-digit millions for backups coming up this offseason, potentially. Yeah, yeah. Like Gardner Minshew is, I think, clearly the best backup quarterback in the NFL. Theoretically, a team could spend 10-plus million for him not to play a single snap next year. And and I think it's actually what we're finding is it's worth it. Well, it's, right? like, it's like the Chase Daniel approach, right? But so, we don't actually know that he could play. But you just <laughs> you, you, you had confi- enough confidence in him to pay him the money that he would get because you wanted that safety net. Right. But what I'm – yes, fair. What I'm saying is Gardner Minshew has clearly proven he could play in this league as the 33rd best quarterback, let's say, right? 32 teams. Let's say he's 33, maybe even above that in some cases this year. But that's a guy – that if the Kansas City Chiefs next year, even with Mahomes, said we're going to pay $10 million a year for Gardner Minshew to be here, so at no point in a God-forbid scenario if Mahomes is not there, do we lose our opportunity to potentially get to a Super Bowl when Mahomes comes back? I think, CeCe, what you're saying is, yes, that's actually now smart business, even if it means you have to shortchange a couple of other positions across the board. Yeah, because here's the thing. If you don't have a quality backup, as we're seeing with the New York Jets, the rest of the payroll, you're just lighting on fire. Like most of these teams play world is around $200, $225 million. And the quarterback's going to take up, what, $50 million of that? So the rest of your payroll, you might as well light on fire if your quarterback gets hurt if you don't have a quality backup. Yeah. Right. So, so, I mean, that's, that's so a, basically you're wasting, in effect, $150 to $200 million in payroll because you don't have the quality backup, because you don't have an insurance policy. What kind of sense does that make, Smalls? And none. Zero. See, that's where it gets really interesting because forever it was, well, if your starter gets hurt, your season's done anyway. And yet this year we've seen if your starter gets hurt, some of these teams are still very much alive. The Colts could win the division. Right, and the Browns obviously is is a thing that we're looking at here. So this is where when you bring up a specific like the Jets, I think it's even more interesting, CeCe, that the Jets this year have a cap hit of only $6 million for Quinn and Williams, one of the best defensive players in the sport. But they're giving him $26 million. Quinn and Williams is a great defensive player. It doesn't matter if that's your quarterback play, right? I mean, so basically what you're saying is you're lighting the $26 million on fire. You're better off downgrading from an A-plus defender to an A-minus defender to pay Gardner Minshew, right? I mean, in literal terms, that's kind of what we're saying here because your team is done if your starting quarterback gets hurt and you don't have a quality backup. It's just amazing how many big-time quarterbacks have actually been hurt so far 
this season. All right, coming up, a big-time quarterback's career in one spot could be over. We'll get to that next on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest, and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. We are Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio. Along with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. Well, the New York Jets QB turmoil right now, but they are not bad enough to get the potential number one overall pick in the draft. As it was announced yesterday that Caleb Williams, USC, will not play in the DirecTV Holiday Bowl. Are we assuming it's no longer a game-time decision? Can we confirm it is no longer a game-time decision that he's going pro? We'll see who ends up with the number one pick and who ends up coaching for that franchise. I think that's what it's coming down to. So you and think there's is, a shot he plays decisions. again? In yeah, college. I think there's a shot he plays again in college if wow. he doesn't like what it looks like in terms of the franchise that's in position to take him. If you had to guess the team he'd want to go to, which team is that? I don't know because we don't we, we know there's going to be moving parts when it comes to the coaching staffs for some of those bottom feeder teams, and so we'll, I think it's yet to be determined. Like we don't know who the Chicago Bears head coach is going to be. We don't know who the Patriots head coach is going to be. Those are the two teams right now that have the first couple of picks. I'd be surprised if Caleb Williams fell out of the first couple of picks. So I think until those are decided, I think Caleb Williams is going to be undecided. It'll be interesting to see, too, if head coaching hires are made for him. For him. Like or all of a sudden, around Lincoln around Riley. I mean, they if think you're Caleb like. Williams and if you're his daddy, wouldn't you insist on that? Yeah, why not? I'm looking at all of these other franchises yeah. that draft court. Of, I, I'm trying to avoid a Bryce Young situation at all costs. Yeah, and here's the thing. There, there, there is a rookie wage scale, so that's not, you know, you can't negotiate what your salary, what your contract is going to be. There's a rookie pool, and that's going to dictate what you're going to make. But you can dictate the terms of engagement. Hey, listen. I can go back to school with this NIL money and and make what I'm going to make on average of my rookie contract. Cool. I can make that in a year. Give me a reason to trust that this franchise is going to put me in position to succeed. If you're Caleb Williams, you're that kind of talent. You can dictate to some degree what happens with your NFL future and what team 
ends up being in position to get the coach that you want. Maybe a third stop with Caleb Williams and Lincoln Riley from Oklahoma to USC to the Bears or somewhere else. Could be interesting to keep an eye on. I don't think the Jets are going to be bad enough to get that number one overall pick. I don't know that they would take a quarterback number one overall, but they should. I know you've suggested that they need the CC to be in that quarterback market. But yesterday, listen, any way you cut it, anywhere you want to point fingers, thumbs, whatever it may be, was a nightmarish day for the New York Jets, who have had more nightmarish days than maybe any other franchise in all of sports, that there's a report by way of The Athletic that Zach Wilson, if he's appointed the starting quarterback, may not want to play for whatever the reasons, injuries, doesn't want to be there, whatever it is. Then they're doing damage control, and they're saying, no, 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 Zach's going to be the guy. Any way you cut it, a new cycle occurred yesterday where the New York Jets, who have been inept on offense this season, post Aaron Rodgers. Had a situation where, at least for a moment, what may or may not be true, we don't know, but it's been out there, where they may have tried to go back to a quarterback in Zach Wilson that they drafted number two overall, and he may have said, I'm not sure. That may have happened yesterday, and more likely than not did happen, for whatever the reason and wherever you want to place the blame, yet again, the New York Jets live in this mess. It's amazing how it's always the New York Jets, too. Or franchises like the New York Jets. What did you say earlier? Winning is contagious and so is losing. Yep. And that some franchises, it, they can have all the talent in the world and they're just waiting to lose, waiting for the trap door. Doesn't it feel like this with the Jets? Always. But Even when they got Aaron Rodgers, you knew exactly. that it was going to be spectacular, either in a good way or a bad way. It was never going to be a 9-8 and eight season with the Jets. It was either going to be, we're winning double-digit games and going to the Super Bowl or we're going to lose double-digit games and everybody's getting fired. Boom or bust. That's it. That is the the, the definition of it. Yep, we are in bust right now. And I know that it hasn't been sunshine and rainbows for Zach Wilson, but you're a professional football player. And regardless of whether you got benched or you've gotten sacked a lot and you might be reluctant to play because of injury, that's not something that you say out loud. That's not something that you say to your teammates or your coaching staff or to anyone within earshot outside of your family. You go out there when you're called upon and you do your job to the best of your abilities. And if I'm one of his teammates, guys, and I catch wind of this, I've got some questions and I am not pleased with somebody uh, that I'm supposed to be suiting up with and going out there and playing this very physical game, dangerous game, where I'm not feeling great all the time either, knowing that you're maybe not wanting to play. That's just a, that's going to be an issue for me if I'm his teammate. I have a hard time looking around this situation and thinking, here's a person that handled this really well. Zach Wilson did not play well, did not handle it well, did not the, the press conference against the Pats last year where he takes no accountability. I don't think that the head coach and general manager handled this well because Mm -hmm. they kept putting him back out there. And I believe everyone kind of piled on him a little bit. The teammates had more belief, understandably so, in the backup a year ago in Mike White. Aaron Rodgers really tried to mentor and still is trying to mentor Zach Wilson. I think the Jets didn't understand the actual term redshirt. They said, oh, we were planning on redshirting Zach Wilson. Well, that means not playing him. You played him. You took him out. You put him back in. We're going back and forth on this. There is not a party involved in this that I look at and say, boy, that was handled really well. And you really, you are eliminated of any blame here. Nathaniel Hackett, awful offensive coordinator, has proven to be over the last two years. CC has pointed out a million times, Joe Douglas, the general manager, gets a lot of praise. But it's one draft, not multiple drafts. Robert Sala, the head coach, great at running the stairs. I don't know about running a football team. I, I don't know anyone that I could look at here and say, boy, you, you have nothing to do with this. You stand to the side. No one. 
No one. And that's the thing. You know, we had a great – well, Smalls and I got to just sit here and watch and listen to, <laughs> to CC and Jeff Saturday going back and forth on our show today, which we're going to play you back in a second. It's two people who played in the sport – who have good points on both sides, but the reality is what both of you did is we're going to take a listen to. Both of you presented how each of the parties has screwed this whole thing up, but they're all working for the same damn organization. Let's take a listen to what CC and Jeff Saturday had to say about this Zach Wilson situation. The coach gets up there. The players get up there. And you and I both know it, dude. Everybody's, yeah, everybody's dancing around the question, but you and I know everybody blames Zach Wilson for them not being able to compete this year. And then they bench him, and they want you to come back. So hold on, hold on. We're sitting here saying, or we're sitting here defending Zach Wilson because we're worried about hurt feelings? No, no. I'm telling uh, you, help, if help you're Zach Wilson, what, why would you? want to get back behind that offensive line and behind this offensive line. All you're doing is digging a bigger hole. You know why you would do it? Because it's your damn job. Last time I checked, <laughs> the checks are still clearing. Yeah. You're still getting paid, okay. though. Oh. So fe- feelings feelings aside, because I get the, the scapegoat uh, argument with Zach Wilson and not wanting to be put in that position because it's only going to open itself up to more criticism. How do you think the guys on the defensive side of the ball for the Jets feel? Uh, listen. How do you think they feel? We worried about do, Zach Wilson's feelings. Think, I'm worried about their feelings. If they look at this dude as the best option at quarterback you know because I'm, they've I'm, seen Tim Boyle, because they've listen, seen Trevor Simeon. Hey, so let me ask you this. You got to get your ass out if, there, Zach. If, if, and listen, if you're the Jets defensive players, you think you ain't looking at solid going, hey, why didn't you bring Flacco in? Why are you bring Trevor Simeon? Bro? I'm looking at them why, saying, why are you living on this dude Zach Wilson? Why didn't you? Who, tra- by the way, Mike White, we were wearing Mike White shirts. Why didn't you get the message, Salah? Why didn't you get the message, Jets organization? We didn't want our guy. We didn't want this guy. So if you're the Jets defense, you got all the right in the world to be pissed. You no should doubt. have been pissed. They didn't go sign Flacco or somebody who could have competed. No doubt. You're gonna go fall back to Zach Wilson, who couldn't win your game last year, to go win you. If you're that good on defense, you go into that office and go, hey man, this ain't gonna work. This does not work. For us, if you're the Jets defense, that's where your problem is. Your problem isn't with Zach Wilson, bro. You knew the dude couldn't cut the mustard. He didn't cut it last year, the year before. You didn't expect him to cut it this yeah, year. Yeah, but I expected him to go out there and play if the so organization go, asked him to be out there. Uh, so go out there and do what? Do do what? To, to, be, be, to, be, to be better than Tim Ball and to be better Who than Trevor hasn't been. They're the exact same. They're all <laughs> trash, bro. If you're the defense, don't be mad at Zach Wilson because he ain't good enough. Be mad that your team didn't go get a QB, bro. From earlier today with CC and Jeff Saturday, you can listen back on the ESPN app on our podcast. Both of you obviously have great points in that. And the, here's my overall. couple of things here. First yeah. of all, he brought up Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco was signed on November 20th. The Jets literally just lost the day before to the Buffalo Bills going into that week with Black Friday. So there was a little there, there might not have been enough time for them to make the evaluation and make the plan about quarterback moving forward. So there's that aspect of it. But when it comes down to the Zach Wilson of it all. I'm not absolving the New York Jets of blame in this situation because they knew it would be dicey trying to roll back with Zach Wilson at some point in the future, knowing how that locker room responded to him in the past. But the organization's missteps does not absolve you of your responsibility as a professional, regardless of your feelings, regardless of how the people around you may feel about you and your ability to do the job. If you're asked by the organization that is paying you to do the job, then you go out there and you do the damn job. Every single one of us has gone to a job where we feel like there have been people that might not have been biggest fans of us. 
But that doesn't stop us from doing the job. We have to find a way to be able to work with those individuals and try to do the best that we can. Everybody in real life can relate to that. Why shouldn't that same logic apply to a sport like football where it is a privilege, not a right, to be a part of the NFL? Like, that's the part I don't understand. To sit here and say, oh, well, the organization made a mistake. They shouldn't have brought back Zach Wilson. They, they should have went out and got another quarterback after the Rodgers injury. They should have traded for another quarterback at the deadline. They should have brought in Joe Flacco a couple of weeks ago. All those things may well be true. But we're here now. Okay, and this is the best option that the Jets have, which is going back to Zach Wilson. How are you the player? How are you, Zach Wilson, going to sit there and turn around and say, I don't want to go out there and do it? You're still getting paid. How are you going to sit there and say, I don't want to go out there and play? Uh, y'all going to blame me if we lose. I might get hurt. It could potentially affect my free agency. Well, what about the free agency or all the other players on the team? Mm-hmm. What about them putting it, putting it on the line, risking injury, risking their careers? There is no self-awareness by Zach Wilson under the circumstances. And that's the thing that I have a big problem with. It's called professionalism. This is professional football. Everything is pretty much, more often than not, never going to be ideal. It's never going to be ideal. There's always going to be something that you don't like that you're going to have to deal with. That's called life. That's called being a professional. And Zach Wilson is handling that about as well as he's handling playing quarterback. Coming up, the voice of the NBA, a true professional. Mike Breen joins us next on Sportsmanlike ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. We are Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, ESPNU. Along with Michelle Smolman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. We have on our show ESPN Phone Tag, where we have a guest on, and the guest gets to pick the next guest we have on. So we've had Mike Greenberg was on. He picked Joe Buck. Joe Buck picked John Smoltz, who doesn't actually work for ESPN, but nonetheless, John Smoltz picked Boog Shambi, voice of baseball. Boog Shambi picked our next guest, the voice of the NBA. It is Mike Breen joining us here on ESPN Radio. Mike, thank you so much for a few minutes. The NBA in-season tournament, I think we're beyond the point of, is it going to work? It clearly has. So, Mike, explain to us why it has worked so well. Well, Evan, um, and hi, guys. Um, I think the, you know, the number one mission of this whole thing was to make games in November and obviously now early December 
more meaningful and <laughs> mission accomplished because there's no doubt that the players uh, bought into it um, in games that I, I was at, games that I watched on TV. The intensity was higher. Um, it seemed like it mattered more. Not that it, it doesn't matter more than a single win, but there's no question that it meant more to the players. And not just from a money standpoint. Clearly, the money's a part of it, and, and a lot of players have, have voiced that. But I just think um, the pride of, okay, we got a chance to go to Las Vegas. We got a chance to win a little, a, a smaller tournament. Um, let's go for it. And, and I think that that's the number one reason that they had it. And it, it, to me, there's no question. And I think the coaches got into it. I think the fans got into it. Um, broadcasters, we were into it. I'm, I was doing a Nick game where they were up 22, but they had to, to win by a certain amount to guarantee them getting into to the quarterfinals and I'm acting like it's on the air, like it's a, uh, like it's a playoff game uh, with two minutes to go in a one point game. It was, it was exciting. And, you know, there's gotta be some tweaks to it, but overall, I, I think it, uh, it achieved more success in this initial season than even the NBA envisioned. Mike, beyond the tangible benefit of the players getting a half a million dollars if they win the in-season tournament, there's been some thought around the league that having the opportunity to compete and win a tournament during the regular season can give a team a bump or confidence, similarly to what we saw from the Phoenix Suns back in the bubble year 2020. The following season, they were able to ride that momentum, that performance in the bubble, into being able to get to the NBA Finals. Do you anticipate uh, a team being able to have a springboard of winning the in-season tournament to potentially lead them to higher heights throughout the NBA season and on in the postseason. Yeah, Chris, I, I think that's exactly the point that we've seen. And a perfect example is Indiana. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton, who he's already an all-star. He's, he's become one of the best young players in the league. He even voiced that opinion about how these games have extra meaning to them and it gives them something to put some experience on because a number of players on that team have never been to the playoffs. So it's almost like a little bit of a playoff atmosphere for them. Uh, and it's, it's something that could catapult, you know, say Indiana wins the next two games and wins the whole damn thing. Um, that could catapult them into the playoffs. It gives them, you know, kind of a one and done an elimination game. I mean, we're having an elimination game in the NBA in uh, November, <laughs> November and December. So there's no doubt, and, and a number of players have said that, and I think I think the Pacers, what they're doing right now, and even the Pelicans too, because you know the Pelicans have been so banged up lately that it's been hard to gauge how good they can be. Um, it could give them confidence. Same thing with the Knicks. Um, you know, Milwaukee stumbled last year in the playoffs. This could give them something, though it's a little different with a team that, that's won a championship recently. But I, I agree 100%, Chris. I think I think the, the Phoenix bubble example is a good one, and I think it's something that could, could uh, catapult a team, at least give them more confidence when they're going into a situation that has a little more pressure. Well, Mike, one team that's no stranger to winning championships is the Golden State Warriors. I wanted to ask you about them specifically. They're sitting there at, at 9 and 11. Where's your concern level for what you're seeing with Golden State? You know what, Michelle? Um, it cut out for me for a minute. Could could you could you repeat the question, please? Sure. I just wanted to know uh, with the Golden State Warriors sitting there at nine and eleven, where's your concern level with what you're seeing with them right now? Well, first off, um, they've been really erratic, um, which doesn't really mean a heck of a lot now. I mean, they had the same kind of um, up and down play last season. If you remember last year, they couldn't win on the road to save their lives. It was it was incredible. 
And then they turn it around and, and they, they won a great first round series, including a game seven win in a hostile place in Sacramento. So there's plenty of time for a veteran team to turn it around. Um, the number one concern always with them is health because they don't have a margin for error anymore. Um, you know, if their stars remain healthy, if their stars are on the floor and they're whole, they're, they're still capable. But their size is a problem right now, and certain teams can just really destroy them on the boards. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Golden State was one of those teams that during the course of the year made some adjustments on the roster, maybe makes a couple of trades before the trading deadline. Um, but I wouldn't count them out yet. Uh, again, it's, it's um, the way the West is now this year, there are a lot of really good teams. Is there an elite team? Yes. I, I think probably you can, you can stick Denver in there. But teams like um, even Phoenix with that big three, it's impossible to say how good they're going to be because of um, they just haven't been whole yet. So I'm going to say the same thing with Golden State. Um, because of who they are, because of what they've done, be patient with them. But I think we're all starting to realize that that window is starting to close in terms of championship aspirations. I wouldn't say it's closed just yet, though. So it's, it's a little too early to be, to be deeply concerned is probably the best way I can put it. We're talking to the voice of the NBA on ESPN, Mike Breen. The in-season tournament semifinals Thursday begin 5 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. It's been phenomenal watching last night Tyrese Halliburton and the, and the Pacers. Just unbelievable, the energy around there. Mike, when we look at the Denver Nuggets this year, the defending champs, Nikola Jokic, is he having a better season this year than he did last year? Yeah, it's hard. It's a, the fact that it's even a question just shows you his greatness. Um, I would say at least to start, yes, because – what he's doing right now, he's done a lot of it without his second best player in Jamal Murray, who's missed, I think he's missed a dozen games so far. Um, and to think that, that he had, I mean, you look at his numbers that he put up in, in those playoffs last year, those were historic numbers. Uh, and he leads his team to a championship and he has this, this historical postseason, and he comes back and he's, he's just as hungry. And uh, the, the thing that, that is impossible for teams to, to deal with, even though he's the number one target of opponents, you can't stop him because of his size, because of his basketball IQ. Um, it's almost impossible to stop him because he'll beat you with 18 assists. He, he might not have to get 25 to 30 points. Um, he can do it with the pass. He can beat you with, with uh, scoring. He can beat you with rebounding. Um, he's playing at a level now that very few have ever played. And I'm not just saying by the numbers, by in terms of just how he controls the game. I mean, he's out there. He's in charge. He's doing whatever he wants. Um, so I, I think I think it's a discussion that he's, he's the best he's ever played. And when you think about what he's done the past couple of years, including last year's playoffs, uh, that's an extraordinary accomplishment. Mike? Phenomenal job as always. We do appreciate it. Obviously, the NBA is hotter right now at this time of year than, than it's been in years, which is awesome. And I am very biased in favor of the NBA. I love the NBA. I'm watching every night. We all do. But the fact that the buzz around the league in November into December is greater now than it's been in years is an awesome thing. And we can't wait to watch you guys, obviously, on the call in-season tournament and beyond. Thank you so much, Mike. Evan, thank you so much. I, I know I'm, I, I, was, I was told I'm supposed to, to – to, uh recommend somebody for the next guest do you yes, want to yes, you, that'd be great. okay so i got in my ear you know mike breen just people understand uh, i'm gonna clue people in known as the nicest person in this industry like the nicest sweetest guy 
But so I was told, hey, you don't want to put anybody on the spot. So if you want to outsource it to us and make Nuno's job impossible, we can do that. <laughs> if you want to do that, you or know, if you want to take I'm it, gonna, go ahead. No, I, I'm going to try something different. I think, you know, the listeners and you guys might disagree with me. They might want to know this side of our business. So I'm going to nominate an executive, Mark Gross, who's the one that called me to, get, to yes! come on the show. Yes! Yes! Have, yes! Uh, have Mark Gross on and ask him what it's like to deal with uh, the on-air talent at ESPN. I think that could be a what? really intriguing segment. What a twist. Good, what a spin. Good job, Brilliant. Mike. I love Of this. course, Mike Brain pulls off the most brilliant move <laughs> yes. ever. Mark Gross, the boss man, is the next guest on ESPN phone tag. Which, by the way, Mike, one other thing. The guest that he then picks, he's going to have to book anyway. So it's a double whammy. So it's perfect. We do appreciate it, Mike. Thank you so much. Thanks, Mike. Thank you, Mike. Okay. All right. Bye so now. Mark Gross, our boss. So if we can't get if we can't get Mark Gross tomorrow, we got a big problem. We have a problem. We have an issue. He's we gonna, have an issue. Who do we blame for Mark Gross if he doesn't come on tomorrow? Mark Gross or Nuno? No, no. No, no, I agree. Yes is the answer. <laughs> yes. The most unsportsmanlike moment of the day coming up next. We are unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Oh, but first, Cece, I'm sorry. Yes, yes. O'Reilly. O'Reilly. Have a car problem but don't know where to go? Maybe you're miles away from home when your car breaks down. Let O'Reilly Auto Parts help. With O'Reilly Auto Parts shop referral program, take the guesswork out of finding a great shop wherever you are. Call an O'Reilly location near you or visit O'ReillyAuto.com and click Find a Repair Shop to find a reputable service center nearby to get you back on the road. You need a problem fixed with your car? Holla at O'ReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. We are Unsportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance here on ESPN Radio, ESPNU. Alone with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. We pick our unsportsmanlike moment of the day, something that's different, something that's unique, something that's funny. I, I did not see Mike Breen for ESPN Phone Tag, where we have an ESPN guest on, and they picked the next ESPN guest. I did not see him picking our boss, Mark Gross. No, didn't well, see that coming. Do we have any confirmation if he wants to even be on the air? We have no idea. We will find out, I guess, coming up over the next 24 to 48 hours, or Nuno goes in the ice bath. 
Um, Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. Forgot this, about the ice like This one, component. this one, Nuno, to be fair, if you don't get Mark Gross within a week, you got <laughs> you, even you have to agree to the ice bath on this one. Listen, some executives rather just be in the background and don't want to be, uh, you know, on camera and on the mic. So who knows what Mark would like to do? Again, like I said, if you don't get him within a week, you're in the ice bath. I think that is uh, pretty clear. And CC has made it clear that if that happens, he will be up in Bristol and uh, he <laughs> will put all, you in the ice I bath. I can rest easy knowing CC ain't coming up to Bristol. <laughs> wow. We, we good. Wow. A twist to the twist. Wow. That's what we just had. not wrong, though. That's quite a journey for you to just go up there to throw him in an ice bath. You know no, what, but it would actually it. be worth it. Though. What what yeah, okay. I mean, if we got to call the code red, Nuno knows I'll do it. Okay. Speaking you know, of Nuno twist. knows. Dedicated. Nuno, Nuno's a Giants fan. He knows exactly what I'm talking about. All right, all right. It's, it's not a threat if you actually have evidence that the person has done it before. What's up, Prince? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right. Speaking of twists, um, here's a twist. Did you ever expect football to be compared to ice skating? Greeny? Get up? 8 a.m. Eastern? ESPN? 13 people making the subjective, not objective decision that they aren't as good anymore left them out of it. You know what happened yesterday? Football became figure skating. Figure skating is something that judges decide because there is no objective way to decide if you or you were the better figure skater. But there is an an objective way to judge football teams based on what they did. Can we compare college football to figure skating? Is that a fair comparison? College football... Figure skating. No. No, it's not a fair comparison. Why so it's unsportsmanlike. It is very unsportsmanlike. Well, we could all three do a triple sow cow, and we could all stick the landing, but it's up to the judges to determine which one of us that they think executed it best, just like the committee can look at a bunch of undefeated teams and determine which ones they think are worthy of the playoffs. So you think it is figure skating? I see where he's going with this. Yeah. I mean, I guess from the judging perspective – it is that. All right, next nominee for unsportsmanlike moment. Do you know that last night in the National Hockey League, we had a score of a game that was the same score as a game in the NFL over the weekend? Think about what I just said. In the National Hockey League last night, we had a score of a game that was the exact same as an NFL game over the weekend. 6 nothing. 6 nothing. Mm-hmm. The Coyotes <laughs> beat the Capitals last night 6 nothing. The same score as the L.A. Chargers beating the New England Patriots. That says more about the hockey game or the football game to you guys? The football, football game. game. Football game. Football game. No for doubt sure. about How it. How is that possible that we had a hockey score the same as a football score? Because that was a bad football game. It was awful. That was an, that's an indictment on those two teams, not on the NHL score. Because we've seen four, five, six goals in the NHL before. That We rarely see a 6 nothing football game in the NFL. All right, my last thing for unsportsmanlike moment. Quietly, because his team is not very good and because of the fact that it's not in the in-season tournament. Have you guys noticed, per The Athletic, that James Harden has actually gone scorched earth here a little bit? Do you know that he is quoted as saying that his representatives met with the Houston Rockets while he was under contract by the Philadelphia 76ers? And that yesterday he also was quoted as saying that Daryl Morey, while he was with the Sixers, offered him a max contract or said he was going to get a max, that max contract but didn't actually yes. have that offer. Yes. That is a complete violation of, of NBA rules. If you remember a few years ago, the Milwaukee Bucks actually got fined, to, I believe, quarter of a million for saying they would offer Giannis a max contract 
who's on their team. Yeah, I remember that. Yep. Because technically a max contract in NBA world is a legal term, and that is tampering with a pending free agent. James Harden quietly has gone scorched earth here against Daryl Morey and the Philadelphia 76ers and the Houston Rockets. Just something to keep an eye on on sportsmanlike moments. And none of it's going to lead to James Harden getting what he wants, which is his money. <laughs> that is correct. That is, go- that is correct. By the way, I also want to point out one other nominee for unsportsmanlike moment, and that is Javante, one of our producers, saying that if he bet – ESPN bet with CC, <laughs> it would be unsportsmanlike because yes, he would. would have no money left. Yes, it would. Kenny's best bet is maybe a worse bet. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. At this point, if I'm saying zig, everybody else should zag. So just go <laughs> oppo, and you probably have a better chance of being able to win some money. But at the risk of further embarrassing myself, I'm going to go with another unsportsmanlike ESPN bet of the night, and that is going to be with the in-season tournament. I'm going to go Knicks Bucks tonight. And I'm going to make it simple. Okay. The Bucks laying four and a half points and taking the over on team point total. So the team point total is 228 and a half. We're going to take the over and we're going to take the Bucks and lay the four and a half points. So it's a two leg parlay, pays out at plus 260. So little little chump change, a little lunch money for the week, get you set up right. Try to get you some of that money back. This is more of a base hit than trying to swing for the fences. But at this point, we just need a slumbuster, Smalls. We need, we, need, we need a win. We need a gimme. We need the New York Jets. We need the New, New England Patriots. That's what we need right now when it comes to our ESPN better than night. I don't care if it's a hit by pitch. We just got to get on base. We got to get on base. That's Last it. night, you bet Jaguars, right? Yeah. No, no, but the reason I asked that We took the Jags, laid the 10, and took the under. We need to look up. (laughs) We need to look (laughs) up by way of ESPN (laughs) bet and stats and info. (laughs) I bet that if you bet on the Pacers over, you would probably have an insane record this year. They score so many points that you had a game last night you could have won, but you chose the game you lost. Yeah. The Pacers over is where you go for every bet now. They scored like 130 points a game. And last night they had an amazing win. So that was your wink-wink game? By the way, I just said they scored 130 <laughs> points a game. Last night they had 122 in a win. Uh, but, yes, that is, that is the wink. The wink-wink game, Joe Fortenbaugh style, Carlin versus Joe, weekdays noon Eastern here on ESPN Radio. Pick the Pacers over at all times. That's what you need to do. But I will say, picking the Bucks knicks over tonight, yeah. Bucks don't play defense like they used to. No. Now the Knicks do-ish. But the Bucks don't have Drew Holiday anymore, so maybe we get a win tomorrow? Maybe. I mean, that's the thing. How we're, many we're looking have you for, lost? We're, we're looking for you ain't gotta, you ain't gotta draw attention to it. Javante did. We we went winless last week, so that's not great. Well, we then, went winless last week. That's well, not great. At least six lo- at least O of his last six. It's not great. It's not great. <laughs> Greeny, coming up next. We are on to Wednesday. We are on Sportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance here on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle.